contracts, salary caps. Why do our favorite teams make some of the moves they do? It's usually the money. It's time for the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Hey there, boys and girls, and welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Football season is back, and there's only one place to make online wagers for all your NFL and college football action. That's betonline.ag. You take full advantage of the best bonuses in the business. The promo code is PODCAST1, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-O-N-E, all caps. You get a 50% sign-up bonus today. Betonline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. And now to the business of sports. I'm going to do a Brant's Rants edition. So much going on, especially in NFL business as this season gets going in the NFL. I wanted to talk about three things at least. One, of course, is the officiating going on uh, that everyone seems to be carping and complaining about. Then we'll talk about Levy and Bell's continued. Not really a holdout because he's not signed. And we will talk about the QBs, the first-round quarterbacks all playing now. First... On the officiating, I want to get right to it. Listen, I hear it. I see it. The body weight. I was at the Redskins-Packers game this weekend. It was my hometown team. I grew up a diehard Redskins fan. Different stadium, going against, going to RFK Stadium, downtown Washington with my dad. Since I was a toddler, became such a fan growing up of that team. Lost that fandom as I moved to Green Bay. And, of course, they played the Packers, my adulthood, my professional team. So, again, a mixed feelings as me and my boys, my two sons, drove down to Washington in the rain, or Landover, Maryland, I should say, in the rain on Sunday. And I was right in front of that play where Clay Matthews, for the second week in a row, uh, did what appeared to be a normal sack last week against Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, actually put his hand down to soften the blow. This week, not so much, and called for the flag second week in a row. It's happening all over. I saw it in the Tampa Bay-Pittsburgh game a couple times last night on Monday Night Football happening around the league. People are carping, bitching, complaining about this. I have a couple thoughts. Number one, get over it. And the reason is we can bitch and moan. We can lament that the ticky-tack fouls, but there are a couple things going on here. One is the business of the NFL. We are protecting these guys. They're the marquee. They're the reason we watch. They move the meter, and they is the quarterbacks. And this rule came from Aaron Rodgers, the premier quarterback who got hurt last year on a similar play where Anthony Barr of the Vikings rolled onto him, kept his weight on, caused an injury, caused that uh, outburst from Rodgers and back and forth between Barr as he left the field. Listen, That was an impetus for this, and the primary impetus for this, beyond keeping the quarterbacks on the field, is a general feeling about safety. We are at a time and place in the NFL where it's all about safety. Listen, I covered these concussion lawsuits that swirled up starting in about 2009, final settlement a few years ago. Thousands and thousands of retired players, now part of this class action settlement, where they were suing about not knowing the effects of concussions, and there was no verdict, there was no trial. It was a settlement. Now, we hear about these players that are older, that are that are infirm mentally and physically, that have trouble getting around, that have trouble remembering where their car keys are, that have trouble with fogginess, and some brain trauma effects from, from playing. Yet, yet, we complain 
when the NFL game appears with these roughing the passer penalties to be too safe. The name of these penalties is safety. So listen, when these are proposed from the competition committee to the NFL owners, and in that proviso, when they propose the rule, it says in the name of player safety, well, come on. That's going to get the vote every time. If you tell an owner this in this day and age that this is all about safety, the reason we're doing this is safety, especially safety of quarterbacks, and we've seen it with Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ben Roethlisberger at least this weekend, I've seen, uh, you know, what are we talking about here? Why are we complaining? Because it seems ticky-tack? Because it seems... Listen... This is a bigger picture. And I know football fans are are looking at minutia and that's terrible and it costs them 15 yards. Listen, I get it. But this is big picture stuff. This is two things, keeping the quarterbacks on the field and safety. And you put those two in front of the business of the NFL and NFL owner meetings? Come on doesn't have a chance of not passing. Now, the application of the rule, could it be more discreet? You know, we talked about discretion with Sally Jenkins and this uh, Serena Williams, the umpire using more discretion. Could these referees use more discretion? I suppose. I suppose they could use more discretion. But if the rule says body weight, that's what Clay Math. And listen, I'm a huge Packer fan. Of course I am. If the rule says that, then that's what it is. Clay Matthews using his body weight twice in the last two weeks. That's what he did. Gerald McCoy last night saying he was sorry as he did it to Ben Roethlisberger, still violation of the rule. Uh, and another Tampa player I saw do it in the same thing. These are things that are going to be worked out eventually. But yes, it's not fun to always read about that these teams are getting screwed because of these penalties. It's a big picture thing. Safety is everything. And back to the concussion lawsuits. Listen, if we get to a point where we are hearing, as we're starting to hear, this game is for sissies. You can't touch the quarterback. He might as well wear a skirt. Listen, here's the frustration. The same people that say those kind of things are the people that say, what a brutal end to these game these guys have. You know, they can't walk. They can't, they can't remember where their keys are, their fuzziness. It's too violent. So listen, fans and some of the some of people that are out there complaining, you cannot have it both ways. You can't. You can't say the NFL is becoming soft with these penalties and then lament what has happened and what continues to happen with older players and concussions and brain trauma and effects from playing the game. This NFL is not your father's NFL. We're trying to make the game safer. Can you make an inherently violent game safe? No. Can you make it safer? Yes. And that's what these owners are all about right now. So, Liz, I just roll my eyes about all the carving, about Clay Matthews and all these penalties. Get over it. This is what's happening. This is your NFL right now. In the name of player safety, whether it's lowering the head, whether it's the roughing the passer rules, whatever it is, we're coming out of concussion lawsuits. We're coming out of players that are constantly featured on programs showing they're mentally and physically infirm from playing football. We're in a CTE era where brains are being studied showing the effects of CTE. Now, if 
if not roughing the passer so hard or tackling the passer so hard results in one brain being less prone to CTE, isn't that worth it? So I guess what we're talking about is lose the, the grieving over these penalties. It's a bigger picture thing. That's my thought on that. And before we get to the other topics, here's a word from Hims. Do you know 66% of men lose their hair by age 35? It's easier to keep your hair you have than replace the hair you lost. So do you want a bald spot? Do you want to do something about it? Do you want your hairline to recede or do you want to do something about it? Guys turn to these weird solutions. Now they can have medicine. A one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness for men. It's called 4hims.com. 4hims.com. It connects you with real doctors, medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss, well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions help you keep your hair. These are backed by science. There's no waiting room. There's no awkward in-person visits. You save hours. You just go to 4 answer a few quick questions. The doctor will review, prescribe you what you need. Products come right to your door. So order now. My listeners get a trial month for just $5 while supplies last. See website for details. This could cost you hundreds. Go into a doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4 slash sportsbiz, all caps, S-P-O-R-T-S-B-I-Z. That's 4 slash sportsbiz, 4 Slash sports biz. Back to the Brant's Rants podcast. One thing I've noticed this year is uh, the, all five first round quarterbacks are playing. And I come from a background of being in Green Bay. We drafted Aaron Rodgers, as everyone knows, when we had the most durable quarterback in the history of the league. We had a Hall of Famer in Brett Favre. It's a long story I've told many times about how we ended up with Aaron Rodgers. Two things happened. All the players we wanted got drafted except for him, and no one was taking Aaron Rodgers. So we took him. And he had a three, count them, one, two, three-year apprenticeship. And it was tough to manage because on the one side, I'm dealing with Brett's camp where you're talking about, oh, God, you know, you have to go to work every day, see the replacement that Brett's going to have, that someone's going to take his job. You know, start to think about Tom Brady and Garoppolo last year. On the other hand, I'm hearing from Aaron's camp during those three years, like, you got to trade him. I mean, no one's, he's never going to play there. Brett's never going to retire. Why would he retire? So I had to manage that for three years from both camps. People don't realize that. But my point is he had a three-year apprenticeship, and maybe these players now are being, aren't being drafted behind Hall of Famers. But I can say honestly and put a stake in the ground, there's never going to be a player in the first round as a quarterback that sits for three years. And I'm going to say it, never, never again. Mahomes sat for most of his first year. That's a long time. But we go into this year, and we got the placeholders. We got Tyrod Taylor in Cleveland making $16 million, a million dollars a game, placeholder. We got Sam Bradford in Arizona making $15 million guaranteed with a bunch of incentives, probably making 16 plus. And placeholder, million dollars a game. We got Josh McCown in New York Jets making $10 million, placeholder. So all these placeholders in place, plus you have Josh Allen in Buffalo where A.J. McCarron was signed to be a placeholder, then traded. Nathan Peterman, a cheap placeholder. And then, of course, Lamar Jackson being worked in with Flacco, who's, of course, much more than a placeholder. I wrote in Sports Illustrated a week ago, one week ago, that we have three of the five playing. That was Lamar Jackson being worked in. That was Sam Darnold starting for the Jets. And, of course, that was Josh Allen jumping in for the Bills. Now we're one week later. 
And we have Tyrod Taylor taking a seat, concussion-related, but Baker Mayfield's magic, the it guy, he's in. And then, of course, in Arizona, coming in late in the game and not giving up that post, is Josh Rosen replacing Sam Bradford, who to me is one of the Hall of Famers in the business of football, now making $16 million again for three games' work if he doesn't get back in. Here's the point. These guys aren't going to sit. You know, we're beyond that. We're beyond the era where they sit. And financially, these guys are making less than they did back in the day when the Bradford and Stafford and Demarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf deals where they really crippled a franchise if they didn't play. But ironically, they're playing more now with less money, although it's still a lot of money, than they were back in the day. So what do we, What does this mean? It means a couple of things. One, patience is a lost virtue. There's no patience anymore. You get these guys, you make the investment. Forget about the financial investment, which could be up to $30 million over four years. Again, a pittance compared to top veteran quarterbacks. But what we're talking about is draft capital. First round pick, that's a lot of draft capital. Get them on the field. Hell, even Johnny Manziel played as a first round quarterback. Brandon Whedon, all these guys play. So Mayfield's in. You know he's not giving up that job. He's the future. Tyrod Taylor, one-year contract. He's gone after this year. Maybe be traded before Halloween, before the uh, trade deadline. Sam Bradford, obviously, if Josh Rosen has any success, Bradford's not playing again for Arizona. Josh Allen's established now in Buffalo, just wiping out the Vikings in the biggest upset of the year. Uh, Lamar Jackson, we'll see. We'll see what happens if Flacco is on a... You know, probably has more than one year left, but Jackson will be waiting in the wings. And then Sam Donald already started. So we talk about placeholders, Tyrod Taylor, 16. Uh, Josh McCown signed for $10 million. He didn't even get to the, he didn't even get to the uh, season. So he's $10 million just to be there, to provide his counsel. And what a great guy he is. He's been on so many teams. He's made $50 million. He's one of those true uh, good guys in the NFL, gets involved with Players Coalition stuff. I know that. He was on the Hill working on a lot of things. But again, these guys are going to play. They're going to play. And now we're three weeks into the 2018 NFL season, and lo and behold, they're playing. Of course, all five, they are playing. So that's what's going on here. Uh, I think it makes sense. And listen, start the clock. Because number one, you've got four years of relatively low pay, uh, and you get so much value out of that. Look at what the Rams have spent with Jared Goff. Look at the Bears with Trubisky in his second year on that rookie deal. They spent $76 million in cash this year on three players who are not quarterbacks. Khalil Mack, of course, Allen Robinson, and Kendall Fuller. Not household names, maybe maybe beyond Mac. And they could do that because they're not paying a quarterback. They're paying Trubisky like $6 million. So if they were paying him what a veteran starting quarterback makes, $20 million, they'd be paying $100 million to four players. They're not. Same thing with Goff, who's making whatever he's making, like $2 million this year. Because all these deals are so bonus heavy in the first year. And they were able to pay Aaron Donald and pay Brandon Cooks and pay Gurley all this money again. So it it becomes a team building option when you have these guys in the rookie contracts. So now you have that and there are, here they go. So you have Allen set in Buffalo, you have Darnold set in New York jets, and then you have Mayfield in Cleveland. And now you have Rosen in Arizona. If they're the guys, which they expect them to be without injury, these teams can now load up 
They can build around them. They can spend a lot of money over the next three years. You can't even renegotiate these deals for three years. So that's three years. You can't even renegotiate. You know, Carson Wentz has been there. Maybe they do Wentz's deal after this year. But because this is his third year. But again, the NFL rookie pool is some compensation system, which was redone in 2011. The new CBA that continues and likely won't change because no one's looking out for the rookies. It is a gift to NFL owners that keeps on giving. So first round NFL quarterbacks all playing. I said last week, I think all five will soon. Soon was one week. They're all playing. No patience whatsoever. Get them in there. Start the clock. Every quarterback goes through growing pains when they start. Get them out of the way. Get them out of the way. Remember, Blake Bortles was going to sit all year, lasted two games. Remember, Carson Wentz was going to sit all year, lasted zero games. They're going to play, and they should. And here they go. And again, my situation with Aaron Rodgers, I know it was skewed by Brett Favre, but never, ever will happen again. We'll continue the rants with uh, my thoughts on one Le'Veon Bell. First, a word from Simply Safe. I'm a big fan of this home security system. It's ready for anything. The storm takes out your power, Simply Safe. If an intruder cuts your line, it's Simply Safe. If they destroy your keypad, if some thief does that, Simply Safe will get you the help you need. It's what makes Simply Safe's home security system always ready. It doesn't cost an arm and a leg. They only charge you what's fair. 24-7 professional security monitoring, $14.99 a month. No contracts, no hidden fees. I recommend this home security to everyone. You've got to check it out. Go to simplysafe.com slash brand. My name, all caps, B-R-A-N-D-T. Simplysafe.com slash brand. Protect your home and family in so many ways. $14.99 a month. What a great value. Simplysafe.com slash brand. Back to rants. There's something I don't get. Levy and Bell has given up $853,000 now for three weeks straight. We are in the middle of week four if he shows up or if he doesn't. If he doesn't, another 855000 down the drain for him. By the way, that's cap savings for the Steelers. That's cash savings for the Steelers. Goes right into the Roonies and the owner's pocket. They're just not paying that money. I don't get it. Listen, I hear theories and maybe advance even by his agent, the usage, that somehow reducing him from all these touches that he's not getting now, 20 touches a game, 30 touches a game, is going to make him fresher, is going to make him more valuable as a free agent. I've been doing contracts a long time from the agent and the team side. I don't get it. If his goal is to get to free agency with a fresher body, that's great. But I don't see it. I don't see a team, pick a team, in March of 2019, paying Levy and Bell significantly more, or perhaps any more. Because, hey, in 2018, he didn't play a bunch. Listen, he's going to be a year older. I know he didn't get the wear and tear because he sit out these games, but he's going to be a year older. And if and when he does get back, oh yeah, the Steelers are going to use him heavy. They're going to use him heavy, and no one's going to remember the lack of touches he got. When's he going to come back? Well, the idea is he's got to get there before 10 games to get the free agency credit. How many is he going to miss? Well, I've been wrong every week. I said he'd come back week one, wrong. I said he'd come back week two, wrong. I said he'd come back week three, wrong. I'm saying he comes back week four. I'll probably be wrong again. I don't get it. He's, you know, the franchise tag is now gone from like 13, I'm sorry, 14.5. He's now going to make 11.8. That'll be reduced another 8.55. We'll go under 11 million. 
if he doesn't come back. And as a former agent, I don't get it. I could not advise my client to give up what he's already given up. However, two point something million dollars, close to three million dollars and continue to do that. He's going to have to make that up. Listen, he was offered a deal with 30 over two guaranteed. I know, you know, whatever happens after that is up in the air. You're not going to get a bigger guarantee or more years guaranteed from the Steelers or maybe any team. So 30 over two, he turned down. So (laughs) he's going to have to make that up. I mean, listen, I, I just don't get it. Again, forfeiting 855000 a week while his replacement, James Conner, does okay. Not great. Okay. Making 567000 a year. And Le'Veon Bell is still out there. So Le'Veon Bell continues to do this. Uh, listen, if anyone knows both sides of it, it's myself. I've been an agent for 10 years. I was a team guy for 10 years. This one I don't get. I don't get the usage. I had, you know, running backs are tough. I had Dorsey Levins. I had Iman Green. And they would always talk to me about their not, you know, their their wear and tear is not what it is because they didn't play earlier in their career for their age. But their age is their age. You know, I have 50-year-old joints. Maybe some years I didn't use them a lot. But they're 50-year-old joints, whether it's knees, elbows, shoulders, etc. And I work out all the time. But I know I'm not the same as I was before. Uh, I'm pretty nerdy about fitness and health and working out. So sometimes even obsessive. But that's where we are. So Levin Bell, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Uh, I just don't get it. <laughs> there, to me, I'd, I'd try to get his agent on. Uh, he hasn't returned my call. I don't think he's speaking I don't think maybe he likes me saying I don't get it, uh, not supporting what he's doing with Le'Veon Bell, or maybe the client's telling him he doesn't want to come in until a certain date. I do think he's got that date in mind, uh, and I don't know what that date is. It's week 10, week 4, week 5, whatever it is. I think they know and we don't know. And listen, the idea of the Steelers either rescinding the the, um, the tag, on, no, or trading him, no. I mean, what's a team going to give up for 10 games or 12 games of Le'Veon Bell? Uh They'd want a contract. They're probably not going to be able to negotiate a contract. Then they have to give up draft capital uh, for a player that's you know going to get half a year here. How good is it going to be next year? What's the value there? I don't see the Steelers doing a better one-year offer that's on the table, reduced by eight fifty-five a week. So I just continue to think he'll come in. And maybe it's this week. Maybe it's next week. I don't think it'll be week ten. I think they've got a date in mind, and maybe it's you know week four or five. I don't know. We'll see. Now that I've gone through my rants, we're going to get to the listener call-in, ask me a question, ask Andrew part of the podcast. Before we do, just another word from betonline.ag. You know, and my listeners can now get behind their favorite talent. It's the Sportsnet Challenge. You bet on your talent. So you go to betonline.ag. They have odds on each talent for the season in this long Sportsnet Challenge. So visit podcast1sportsnet.com and you click on bet slash check lines. You're going to find all the odds for each talent to win the challenge. The winner last week was Rob Sesternino. He picked all five games correctly. He's a host of Rob Has a Podcast. He's also a multi-time Survivor contestant. So put your money where your mouth is. You can get in on the Sportsnet Challenge. Use promo code podcast one You receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. That's podcast one, 50% bonus today. 
Again, whether it's college or NFL, BetOnline.ag has it all for you to get in on the action today. BetOnline.ag, use promo code PODCAST1 and your 50% bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now let's go to the phones where you can get in on calling these at any time. I'll answer them for you. Call 484-416-5654, 484-416-5654. I'll answer your question. We'll start this week with Anthony. Hi, Andrew. This is Anthony Willever. I've been a long-time listener. I love your podcast. My question is um, the game checks. So a lot of people talk about um, how how players don't get paid until the season. But I was wondering, like, how much, uh, like, the 47 people who don't make a roster, how are they actually compensated for the whole off season and then training camp where they put in all this time of work, but they don't make it to the actual roster to collect that quote-unquote game check. So I was just kind of curious how they were compensated. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for your kind words. What a great question. Talk about the pay. People don't really understand this. Yes, typically NFL pay is in 17 installments, 17 weeks of the season, 16 games, and the bye week. That's salary. Now, in the offseason, depending on the level of player that you are, there could be a roster bonus in March. There could be a signing bonus. There could be a training camp bonus. There could be a workout bonus if you complete, say, 85 or some teams 90% of offseason workouts you get that bonus. So there are a lot of different factors going into the offseason on what people are paid. Now, the typical player that doesn't have leverage is just going to sign a contract in March. I'm not talking about players that get big bonuses or guaranteed money. I'm talking about this underbelly of the roster, especially during the offseason, that comes to all the workouts. They get their per diems for the workouts. comes out to about four or 500 a week. And then in training camp, they'll get their per diems for training camp. comes up to about 800 900 a week, unless you're a veteran, like thirteen to 1400 a week. But then the salary kicks in during the season. So assuming you don't have a bonus, you don't have guarantees, you don't have training camp bonuses, you don't have a workout bonus, you're just going to get those per diems in the offseason. And yes, that's it. So then when the cuts are made in August and September, or now I guess they're all on Labor Day weekend in September, you get what you get. You've earned your per diems. That's what you get. You move on. Obviously, players that are cut with guaranteed money, the few players that are there, have the guarantees when they're cut. Now, offset usually guarantees, meaning if they go sign with another team, it's offset against what the original team owes. So the original team is taken off the hook for whatever they signed for. But that's the guarantee issue. That's the issue of players in the offseason. Uh, who don't have any leverage. They just sort of are there to go through the workouts, go through training camp, get their per diems anywhere from 500 to to 1000 a week, and then they're off. Of course, if you have bonuses in the offseason, they're paid during that time. Here's the other issue about pay. It is 17 weeks. It is only during the season. I tried, and Green Bay, when I ran the Packers payroll, player finance, to get players to sign up for full-time pay. And what I mean full-time pay is from August, from September 1 to August 31. They would be paid on a year-round basis like you and I are rather than all in 17 weeks. A couple of reasons. Having been a former agent, I wanted to allot their pay so it didn't come out all at once so they would have deferred spending, so they would have controlled spending, and really sort of allow them to get a check every week through the season and the off-season, which I think is something people like. I faced a lot of resistance from agents. They wanted interest 
for that period where the player was getting his game checks money from January to August, where the season had already been done, I was not going to do that. I was certainly allowed from the NFL cap-wise to spread out payment over the full year, but I wasn't going to give interest because that would be cap money. That would be extra money, and I didn't want to do that. Now, so of the, say, 60 to 70 Packers under contract every year, including injured guys, practice squad, etc., I would estimate the number of players that took me up on full-time pay was 10 and sometimes less, sometimes up to 15. And some of them would just say, hey, give me all my contract but, say, $50,000 and make the other 50 payable over January to August. Or some would say, I just want it payable throughout the year. I had practice squad guys, yeah, making at that time 53000 a year saying, I want it paid out through the, through the year like $1,000 a week. Uh, so it wasn't the high pay guys, although, you know, we had high pay guys. I think Charles Woodson took me up on this in terms of getting it throughout the year. But that was frustrating because I thought it was a good way to do it. But great question about pay in the offseason and pay during the season. This is the way NFL players are paid, 17 weeks, uh, and pretty much that's their money until the next season. Great question, Anthony. And you can send in your questions, as I said, Google voicemail. I'll answer them. Ask Andrew. 484-416-5654. I'll answer them on the podcast like I just did with Anthony's. Thanks for listening. And you can listen to all these podcasts. Apple Podcasts, give us a good rating if you would. RossTucker.com, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you hear your podcasts. Happy to do it for you. Enjoy doing it. Enjoy the sponsor interest that's been taken off. And of course, all your nice comments and listener questions. Follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt, and I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Thanks for listening to The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also get additional insider insight by listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and College Draft Podcast, all at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts are found.